Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR, talent, and leadership communities to you. For more episodes and the latest articles covering what's new in the world of work, visit hrgazette.com, subscribe and follow us on social media. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum. And today I'm joined by Jason Mundy, VP of Marketing over at QStream, the leading enterprise microlearning and knowledge reinforcement solution proven by science and in practice to boost learner performance. Hey, Jason, welcome to the show today. Thank you, Bill. I appreciate it and happy to be here. So, Jason, beyond my reintroduction there, why don't you take a minute or two and tell our listeners all about yourself and all about QStream? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I'm the, as you pointed out, I'm the Vice President of Marketing for QStream. I, I am responsible for all things marketing, and that includes uh, global strategy uh, for brand, product positioning, and growth marketing. And uh, prior, to, prior to joining QStream, I actually spent a pretty long amount of time at EMC and Dell Corporation. Uh, EMC was acquired by Dell, uh, running global marketing teams uh, for pretty much all the various services organizations from managed services to advanced technology, consulting services, education and and training. Um, That's why QStream is sort of near and dear to my heart. and uh, you know, just did a, a, tr- a lot of uh, various work across uh, global marketing teams that really helped me um, to be able to bring that type of uh, capability to QStream. And uh, earlier in my career, I worked at some uh, smaller startups and uh, in, in software. So I'm kind of uh, come back home to uh, to QStream, which is a, uh, a SaaS software company. It's a micro learning. Uh, platform or micro learning solution, I should say. And essentially what we do is we uh, we provide a form of training that is a bit different than uh, traditional methodologies. Uh, micro learning, we'll probably talk a little bit more about that later on in, in the podcast. But, uh, you know, it is a pretty nebulous term, but QStream is rooted deep in neuroscience. Uh, one of our founders is, is a doctor, ran clinical trials to prove out the methodology behind our approach. And uh, what we do is we use uh, two scientific principles uh, in learning. Uh, one is uh, space repetition, and the other is the testing effect. And that's presenting learning in the form of a question. And it's been proven through science to be uh, far superior to more of the traditional modes of learning. And so we have a uh, large clientele across uh, numerous industries, but we're particularly strong in healthcare, life sciences and financial services but we also have customers in technology manufacturing and other industries and really where we uh we shine is what we call high consequence uh uh industries or functions things where you have compliance you have uh, information that needs to be disseminated very quickly and it's very critical um, that the end users uh, get the information that they need need quickly and they're able to retain that and be able to apply it on the job and um, to actually have um, durable behavior change in the roles that they do. So uh, once again, thanks for uh, inviting me to the podcast. 
Okay, thank you very much. Um, okay, we will get it in, into it more shortly, as as you said. But um, just for a point of uh, clarification here, uh, micro learning. We're, we're talking bite sized chunks, are we, Jason? We're, we're talking uh, bite sized chunks in different formats. It could be video. It could be a virtual one to one. It could be an in person one to one. It could be a short article that takes a few minutes to read. Just, just uh, explain that side a wee bit more. Yeah, absolutely. So, micro, as I mentioned, micro learning is it's a bit. It's a bit of a nebulous term, right? It's kind of a wide definition, and it's, uh, you know, it, it's sort of a, a subcategory under learning technology. You know, Gartner sort of has it as a, a focus area. They'll talk about micro learning, other analyst firms, and it, it, in its truest sense, it's really the literal definition of of the term micro learning, right? Micro learning. So it could be anything from taking sort of traditional formats, whether that's video, whether it's um, uh, e-learning um, and break or vid yeah, video or e-learning and breaking that up into smaller pieces, snackable um, chunks that can be consumed more easily. You know, uh, anything like that um, is considered micro learning. The way that we, we define micro learning and, and how we consider it is it needs to be uh, based on scientific principles. And so uh, the ability to provide the learning in small chunks, but to present it in the form of a question, okay, um, is actually provokes uh, more, a, better, a better response and learning. And then uh, a repeated fashion. So that question being presented over a period of time, it could be two, three, four more times, depending on whether the end user answers that um, question correctly or incorrectly or partially correct. The combination of those two principles, that's how we look at micro learning. And that's what's been proven in our software to be significantly more effective than, than any other format of, of learning. One of our co-founders, as I mentioned, Dr. Price Kerfert, uh, proved that he's a doctor. He's actually a medical doctor who teaches at Harvard Medical School. Uh, he's also a, a doctor at Boston uh, Veterans Hospital. He, uh, he became interested in this concept because his, his students, his medical students were forgetting more than that they were learning, which obviously is concerning when you're teaching doctors and preparing them to go into practice. And so he started experimenting with some, some different concepts that kind of are rooted way back um, to learning principles, uh, starting with uh, Herman Ebenhaus and you know, the, the forgetting curve. Um, so that's how we think about micro learning although it is a sort of a very broad concept. Okay, that is fascinating. And I want to take our interview in a completely different direction, but I'm not going to because I've got some questions for you laid out here. Okay, so uh, uh, to be continued, we'll have to get you back on again, I think, Jason. Um, but now I want to focus on the 2022 Workplace Learning Report. Uh, back in March and April of 2022, QStream commissioned independent research company ResearchScape to poll 534 US business managers representing a variety of industries and company sizes to better understand the role that learning initiatives will play in combating the current workforce challenges. And the survey also sought to uncover the perceived effectiveness of workplace learning programs today and where more work must be done. So based on those findings from the learning reports, how effective are current workplace learning programs? And maybe as part of that answer, you could also suggest where must more work be done to make to make them more effective and more efficient? 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, the study the study uh, reveals some interesting data points, and you know, one of them is you know, eighty one percent of the respondents um, indicated they believe their organization needs to update its approach to workplace learning. On top of that, uh, they more than half said they need to make it easier for their employees to learn, and seventy three percent indicated that. They don't believe their employees have enough time to learn. And I think we, we can all relate to that. If you think about traditional learning uh, modes, they're, they're long form for the most part. So you've got SCORM courses, long you know traditional SCORM courses. You've got instructor-led training, which is less the norm these days uh, because of the remote nature of work or hybrid nature of work, um, video instructor-led training, and so on. And those, those methodologies uh, are not they're they're still highly prevalent, but they're not nearly as effective. And there's a lot of data that proves how ineffective it actually is. Um, there's something that we're all familiar with, uh, the forgetting curve. Um, so we need more effective approaches. And so micro learning in particular, the way that we approach it with uh, the testing effect, where we're presenting a question first, and then we're repeating that over an interval of time has been proven time and time again through our own research uh, and then also the results that we see with customers to be far superior um, to more traditional methods. So knowledge retention uh, can be improved dramatically. We've seen uh, through our studies and through our own customers around 170% or greater. We see knowledge proficiency increase by 30% or greater. And we see engagement levels consistently of 90%. So really tremendous results using that approach. But what's really important, uh, especially in today's day and age with everybody being completely digitally distracted and, and um, you know, applications, information, social media, um, buying for our time, right? It's really a battle for eyeballs. Being able to, to be very efficient in how you deliver learning is going to make it that much more effective. It's going to increase engagement levels, but being able to meet learners where they are. So being able to be in the digital places that they go is going to make it much more welcome and feel less intrusive. So that could be on a mobile device, that could be on a mobile app, but it also could be in other digital channels. So if a company uses Slack or they use Microsoft Teams or even WebEx, uh, you want to be able to integrate and be able to present learning in those channels because it means that that's where the person already is. They're going to be able to engage with that much more easily. Even SMS text, you know, that's something that we can do as well. So we have a lot of options to be able to to go to where the learner is and meet them in their digital channels versus making them stop what they're doing and then come to us. And so that's that is a critical component, especially in today's hybrid work environment. Okay, and um, what what's QStream's take on assessments or tests? Do do we need those to make sure the the knowledge is sinking in, or uh, it, it, or you know, is that a thing of the past? Having to t get people to take tests and assessments all the time. Well, if you think about the um, what we traditionally measure with traditional with you know current methodologies or certain more of the traditional methodologies, we're either doing an assessment at the end to you know, understand overall learning or uh, understand some level of, of knowledge um, comprehension at the end of that training. We're also just measuring like maybe training hours or participation rates or, you know, butts and seats, you know, quite literally. And that 
that might be important in some, for some uh, cases where you really need to show that for compliance, but it really doesn't show you, show you true knowledge proficiency. And the wonderful thing about the approach uh, that we take in microlearning with the flipped learning where you're presenting a scenario-based question is that you're capture, capturing a very finite level of detail along the way at the beginning, in the middle, and at the end of that training. And it's very, very precise. And so you can actually measure knowledge proficiency at the beginning, you can measure it in the middle and at the end, and you can drill into very specific areas. So you can look at it across not only individuals, but teams and organizations, but then you can drill into very specific topical areas. And that's an incredibly useful tool. So you, can, you have a true understanding of knowledge proficiency, but you also are able to identify areas that are areas of weakness where additional coaching or intervention might be required. And that's much more useful. So if you're really trying to um, drive, drive knowledge into an organization or a team, and you're trying to uh, create durable um, behavior change, right, which is really objective of training, that's a much more effective way than just sort of measuring quiz, conducting a quiz or, or measuring with an assessment at the end of training. Two big things that are very much front of mind for HR leaders at the moment are employee burnout and uh, retaining talent or indeed attracting talent as well, because, you know, there is this thing called the great resignation in case you haven't heard of it, listeners. So where does where does uh, workplace learning programs fit into that? You know, how important are workplace learning programs in, in relation to fighting burnout and attracting or indeed retaining employees? Yeah, absolutely. So you're getting right at the heart of why we conducted the, the workplace learning report. And what we found from that is 75% of companies that we surveyed across a number of in, multitude of industries are struggling with the current labor shortage, right? It's no surprises there. It just corroborates what we've already seen. But all industries are experiencing high levels of burnout. That is one of the, the top reasons for the great resignation or the great reset. And it's it's highest in industries such as healthcare, where you have frontline workers like food and beverage or even financial services. And we all know it's happening in healthcare. There's tremendous pressure um, being put on nurses and doctors and, and, the, and other caregivers. The, the interesting finding uh, in the report is that one of the top levers um, that, that these uh, respondents and companies feel that they can, they can pull to help combat the, you know, the great resignation, that's really retaining existing employees, but also attracting new employees is upskilling and reskilling. So learning and investing in learning and development of their employees. And so when surveyed, we found that uh, overwhelmingly that organizations felt that having a strong workplace learning culture would help both to attract and retain. In fact, 75% of respondents agree that if their company had a strong workplace learning culture, their existing employees would be more likely to actively recruit those people in their network, who we all know is, what we all know is like the best way to bring in talent into the organization. And 87% felt that if they had a strong workplace um, learning culture, that they would be able to do a much better job at retaining employees. So that's pretty powerful and pretty, pretty significant. 
Okay, thank you very much. Now then, nearly half of those surveyed in the 2022 Workplace Learning Report say that their organisation needs a digital-led approach to training and learning opportunities so employees can learn on their own time. Well, it's 2022. That sounds pretty reasonable to me. Haven't we not all just learned these lessons, people? Um, why the, before we get into the how, what, why the resistance from leadership to go fully digital when it comes to learning initiatives? Well, I think that um, the, the learning industry in particular it has been, um, I wouldn't say behind the curve in, ter in terms of digital adoption, but the, the traditional modes that have been in place, we've tended to stick with. Um, because they've sort of just met the needs of what was required. It was check the box. We need to meet certain requirements uh, for, for compliance reasons uh, in many cases. And it wasn't a, it wasn't a main focus um, around overall employee engagement and development. I think a big part of what happened um, because of the pandemic and then driving us to remote work and now into hybrid work is we have lost that strong level of engagement that we have by being in person. And so employees and, and everybody um, has a strong need and desire to, to feel more engaged with each other, but also with their organizations. They want to have a sense of purpose. And so the need for learning and development and to be able to, to be invested in by your employer has risen to the top, right? It's, it's probably the top, um, or most important thing that we're all looking for is our own our own development, and that has um, that has caused an acceleration of digital adoption across many different aspects, just because of the remote nature of work, but also within within learning. And so, the digital methods or digital modalities uh, of learning have increased in importance because of that. So it's just really been accelerated and we're starting to see that catch up. And in some cases, it's really the only way, you know, for remote employees. Okay, quick follow up to that one then. Um, I guess that's how, how can organizations achieve a digital led approach to training and learning? You know, what, what's the secret source? So there, there's a lot of different, um, as we talked about before, there's, there's, there's multiple options, right, to deliver digitally. So there's, you can do virtual instructor-led training, you can do e-learning, um, you can do video. Video is very popular and effective. It's really a, a combination of all those can be very important, but obviously we at Qstream feel that micro-learning is an incredibly important tool to add into that mix. Now, in some cases, micro-learning might be sufficient to deliver certain types of training. If it's something like uh, updates to compliance or certain types of compliance training, um, if it's an update to sort of a product feature set, there's some things that don't require intensely in-depth training. So you can use micro-learning to deliver that. And it's much lighter weight. It's very uh, less time consuming. And so that's, that's going to be much better for the reasons we talked about earlier with everybody being completely digitally distracted. But if there is a need to provide more in-depth training, you can use micro-learning for reinforcement. So one of the top use cases for our product and our software is to apply it at the end of a, a more long form training for reinforcement. And that reinforcement will help ensure that the knowledge is retained. And so there's a number of different options out there. I think uh, giving employees options for to, to basically choose 
what they use or applying the right type of tool for the right situation is going to have the greatest impact. You want to have some flexibility and you want to be adaptable in your approach. Okay. Now then, uh, according to the study, compensation isn't everything. In fact, nearly half of those surveyed thought that their employees would rather be offered more comprehensive and effective learning and training opportunities than to be paid more and of course as part of uh, that same conversation i've had chats with lots of folks on this show about um, uh, the importance of employee benefits and perks over um, higher wages Um, you know for example offering better work-life balance and uh, recognizing uh, that folk can work all sorts of hours these days all over the world Um, but why why do you think this is why why do you think that you know it's not all about money jason it's it's much more important than that and perhaps given that we are looking at a potential recession do you think this could change over the next few months well it certainly could change uh I think, you know, it will will probably become more of a factor, but, you know, obviously, you know, obviously compensation is important, but I think, you know, it's like Maslow's um, hierarchy of needs, right? So if kind of those, the basic fundamentals are being met, right, as humans, we're really looking for engagement, personal connection, we're looking for purpose in our work. And we're also, you know, we're looking for caring, Right. So it's important that employees feel that they're being invested in and that they're cared for. And as we talked about a little bit earlier, people uh, with with all of us working, you know, more remote or in a hybrid environment, that sense of connection and purpose has really been strained. And so having having an employer that's really investing in your development through upskilling, reskilling and trying to provide that that learning to you in a meaningful way is going to be incredibly powerful and, pe- and people are, are looking for more of that now these days and i think it does have to do with the change in our overall work environment and everybody really rethinking their relationship with work jason i'm gonna make you sad now because believe it or not we are already coming towards the end of this interview what bill how is that possible i'm having such a good time i feel like i've just started this chit chat and educating the hr masses well i'm sorry jason we'll just have to do it again um but for before we do wrap up for today uh, how can our listeners connect with you so maybe you want to share your linkedin details uh maybe your email address maybe you're really super cool and you're all over tiktok or something um, and also how can they learn more about all of the cool things happening over at qstream so bill th- i just want to thank you again for having me on the podcast i enjoyed uh, talking about QStream, microlearning, our approach to it, and, and a bit about the, the workplace study that we conducted. I would invite everybody to check out QStream. Just simply go to uh, QStream.com, and uh, you can learn all about what we do. Uh, you can also find the workplace learning report if you want to download a copy of that for yourself and dig into it a bit deeper. I think you'd find some, there's a lot of other uh, useful data points in there. And if you want to connect with me, uh, best way to do that is to just go to uh, LinkedIn. Um, you can find me under uh, Jason-C-Mundy, or I think if you just look J- look up Jason C. Mundy, I'll pop up and you know feel free to reach out and connect with me. Awesome. And of course, there will also be show notes, uh, links in the show notes. Uh, so you'll be able to find Jason's uh, LinkedIn details there and uh, links to QStream and the report and other things I'm sure Uh, but that just leaves me to say for today Jason this has been a great chat thank you very much for being my guest on this episode thank you Bill and listeners as always until next time happy working 
Thanks for listening to this episode of the HR Chat Podcast. There are hundreds of conversations with business experts available for free on the HR Gazette website, Apple, Spotify, and all the main platforms. And remember to like, subscribe, and follow us on social media.